Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I'm super excited to have with me a very special guest. I have with us today Miss Carrie Leonardini, who is a health and fitness coach. Her passion is to help career moms and business women regain their health and vitality through healthy life choices. She's a single mom herself, so she is totally experienced with a busy single mom life and how do we fit all of those healthy choices in there. And she also specializes in helping us to not feel guilty for putting ourselves first and for putting our own health first because as I always say, you cannot fill others' cups if yours is empty. So please welcome Miss Carrie. Thank you for being here with us today. Thanks for having me, Melissa. I'm so excited to be here and talk I'm to you. I'm excited to have you. Yeah. Yes. Is great. Great. <laughs> so why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself, like who you are, what you do, and really how did you get into this? Well, so I've always had a desire to just be outdoors, to move. I have always enjoyed seeing what my body can do. Um, I guess like you could say I was a tomboy and probably still am at this point. I loved, you know, manual labor. I loved mucking out the stalls as a kid, which is probably awkward, but it was, it was awesome. I just it really enjoyed, um, enjoyed it, loved being swimming and just moving. And through growing up, I've had family members that um, have made unhealthy choices and have seen um, what that did to them. You know, their life ending early or they're in wheelchairs because of their choices. Um, and I didn't want to do that. When I had kids, I realized I want to be able to enjoy my children. I want to be able to chase my grandchildren and move and not be stuck in a wheelchair or be decrepit because of the choices I make. So I really started my journey probably about 15 years ago of starting and it really became heightened within the last about eight. So um, it started when I had my children, you know, really starting to find out what does healthy look like? You know, what does eating healthy look like? I thought if a box said it's low fat, must be healthy and realizing um, that's not true. You know, and really understand what labels are, understanding how, um, food impacts not only our physical body, but also our mindset, um, how foods can interact with our bodies, make us feel, which then can impact our whole day. So if we're eating something that doesn't benefit our body, we react in a certain way and it could keep us um, or take us off our path that we had. So I've really honed in on and decided about um, three years ago to leave the corporate world and really focus in on learning more about health, nutrition, fitness, mindset, and bringing myself to where I am at today, um, I wanted to really devote my time to working with other single moms who are focused and want to put their health back on um, the front burner versus the back burner and taking care of everybody else to then learn how to take care of themselves first again and not have that mom guilt for it so they can truly show up fully everybody. So that is my story. I love that. I love the part about helping people not feel guilty. And when you say like helping people to read labels, that is so important because I remember when I was in college and they started coming out with this whole line of healthy 
like lean cuisine, these kinds of things. And I was that total like, oh, well, it says it's lean. It must be, you know, and I fell for that. And then you look at the packages, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't even pronounce half the things that are in this. And there's so much salt. And I think a lot of people were so rushed for time. We don't have time. We don't have energy most of the time. And when we go to the store, it's just grab, you know, what looks like it would be good. And there's so many packaged products that are not good for us. So one of the reasons I asked you to come here today was to help anyone who's out there listening who has struggled with weight and weight loss. And especially if you're a busy mom or single mom, and not just moms, but I personally know myself as a single mom, that was an issue was trying to carve in time for myself. I ask you to come here to help us to talk about some easy fixes that we can um, put into our daily routine or into our lives to help if there are people out there who are wanting to lose weight or even just wanting to get healthy because sometimes it's not even just about losing weight, it's about living a healthier lifestyle because when we eat healthier, we feel better. So you said that you had some tips for us. So if you would like to talk about that. Yes, no, definitely. And again, as a, you know, a busy parent, you know, especially with, with time management, you know, I've gone down that path to what can I get that's healthiest. And one thing is realizing when we label food good and bad, we subconsciously label ourselves good or bad. So if we're eating foods that we think are bad, we tend to think, oh, well, I might as well just keep eating that because I'm bad. I already had it. So it's one re rethinking or reframing the mindset. Is this, you know, is this more nutritious or less nutritious for me? And being mindful of how many things that we eat that are less nutritious, meaning is it whole foods we're eating? Those are the most nutritious. It gives us the most nutrients that our body needs to operate. Or is it prepackaged, processed food, fast food that's less nutritious? Um, so, but when we're in a pinch, you know, we want to be able to grab something that has, you know, some nutritional value that's going to help our bodies versus being filled with tons of um, chemicals or ingredients we can't even pronunciate. Like you mentioned, Melissa, you know, lean cuisine. I was a lean cuisine girl too. I'm like, oh, it's healthy. It's only this many calories. And then you're like, oh, there's 52 ingredients and there's, there's only two items in here. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, I only recognize two of the 52. Exactly. And it's when our bodies are used to eating foods like that, we get used to feeling a certain way. So when we start eliminating those processed foods, our body starts detoxing. And then we can be more mindful of how food, if we eat that again, like, oh, my stomach kind of hurts or, oh, I'm, I'm craving sugar now or, or I have a headache or I feel bloated. So a lot of it's mindfulness. That's one of the first tips is being mindful of what you're putting into your body, taking time to actually eat, to chew and not be on the computer or on your phone while eating. Cause that's mindless eating versus mindful eating. And you will end up consuming more calories than you need. Cause your little full button in your brain doesn't go off cause you're distracted by something else. So the I first- I don't know about you, but I find too, when I do that, I don't remember that I ate certain things. Like Correct. at the end of the day, I will think back, like, did I eat lunch? Oh, I don't think I did. And then I think, oh, wait, but I had this and I had this and I had this, you know, I just forget that I even ate anything because I'm not paying attention. Yep. Very true. And I've also noticed too, the more sugar that is in our diet, especially processed sugar or added sugars that are in our diet, it tends to mess with our uh, focus. So if you detox off of 
processed sugar, even for a week, you're going to notice how much clearer that you think and can focus. So I've done this challenge before with myself and, and clients, and it's amazing the brain fog that's lifted. I call it um, like pregnancy brain. Like you forget everything, right? And then it's like, oh, it's been lifted. So <laughs> mindful eating is the simplest, easiest thing you can do that's going to allow you to cut calories out that are un unneeded calories um, and also be able to eliminate foods that you're taking in that are negatively affecting your body, that are not letting you perform at an optimal level, especially busy professionals, whether you're a single um, uh, mom or single dad or not, you know, we're all in a fast paced world and we want to be able to take that time, be mindful of what we're taking in. Um, another tip that I had was water, simple water. So drinking a full glass, eight to 12 ounces of water prior to a meal. And after you eat your meal, if you're still feeling hungry, drink another glass of water and wait five minutes. Are you still hungry? Because sometimes you've eaten so quickly, potentially, right? You're not being mindful that your body, you didn't get the cue, your brain didn't get the cue that you're full. So you drink that water, take a five minute break, and then you may actually be full. So that's one way again to reduce calories and have that mindfulness and get your hydration in. Because a lot of times too, with weight loss, if you are partially dehydrated all the time, your body is not running. Um, there's no homeostasis. Your body wants balance. Therefore, it's going to hold on to and not release that body fat that you're potentially wanting to lose. So definitely hydration. And then um, one that you might not think of is sleep. Simple thing to do is create yourself a sleep routine. So again, your body wants balance. So if you're going to bed at 10 o'clock one night, getting up at 5 a.m., going to bed at 9, 8, 9 p.m., getting up at 8 p.m. or 8 a.m., and not having a regular sleep routine can, again, disrupt hormones in your body. Therefore, again, you're not able to eat properly. Your eating windows are off. You're potentially over-consuming food. And then again, your weight loss plateaus or gets stuck or you're gaining weight. Okay. So all that really comes down to two is mindset. So if you're not being intentional in your weight loss, um, or your, um, um, oh, other thing I want to say is when you eat too little calories. So if you're, if you've been a chronic dieter or in a, or in a constant weight loss for a long term, your body will tell you it's enough. So when you're not losing weight, you're actually gaining weight, but yet you're eating a really low in calories your body's sig signaling something to you. It's saying, this is, this is not working for me. I need more food. So like if you think of a car, right? If it's on empty, it's not going anywhere. So if your body is constantly fighting to get enough nutrients, it's not going to work. It's not going to work right. So having enough calories um, and nutrient-dense food so your body can operate will also help you lose weight. So you have to eat to lose weight. I think a lot of people really uh, get that wrong a lot of people like starve themselves and they think that's going to work and it really does the opposite. But another thing I wanted to point out when you mentioned the hydration, I know there are people out there like me who are like, but water doesn't have a taste and I don't want to, it's so hard to, for people to drink their water. And I just have to say, when I know I'm not drinking enough water, I add um, like lemon or and mint to the water. I flavor it with natural things because for me, Drinking just plain water, unless I'm 
working out or something like that, I want to have something in my water. So I've done basil and strawberries or, you know, just something to give it a little bit of flavor. So if you're one of those people who's like, I don't like water, just try using natural things to flavor it a little bit. That helps you to actually drink the amount you're supposed to have. Yes. And you can also think about if you're a tea drinker, you know, tea is water. Coffee is a little different. It's a diuretic. So it's to make you urinate more, you're going to lose out electrolytes. So, but tea, um, and then also, but if you're putting any additives into your tea, like any type of milk product, you're going to kind of counteract that, that water intake. But, um, I love essential oils. So I use doTERRA and I put lemon, wild orange, um, and I'll put that inside my water in a stainless steel water bottle. Um, but also I'll take fruit that's really ripe and maybe start almost to the point of going bad and I'll put it in a pitcher, um, with, with purified water in there. And then again, fill my water bottle with it. So I have that infused fruit, you know, and it's natural. Um, I do see that people want to do the zero calorie or zero sugar additives. And it's usually used with a non-plant-based um, sweetener. So it's a chemical sweetener, which it may say no calories, but the way your body processes it, you most likely are going to gain weight. So yeah. if you're at the show, check and see what you're adding to your um, water or other drinks, because um, that could be a key right there. Yeah, one of the things I was reading about not too long ago was all those chemicals that are in the labels of the things that we eat. When our body doesn't know what it is, it just stores it as fat. So if you're eating something and you only recognize two or three of the ingredients as names and the rest of it's all chemical, then most likely a lot of that's just being stored as fat because your body doesn't know where to process it. Like, it's, is this a protein? Is this a, so it, I think in using a lot of those artificial sweeteners and things like that, I think we're doing more harm than we are good. You're better off using pure maple syrup, raw honey, something that is, is again, plant-based, mother nature, um, again, in moderation. And I've heard you'll have two, two sides of it, you know, um, different research in regards to sugar is sugar. You know, um, I definitely debunk that sugar is not just sugar. Your body will process it differently. Um, going from, you know, having a Skittle, which is again, red number six and whatever. Now, have I have Skittles? Yes. Okay. But again, moderation, but my body, if I have something like that versus if I have pure maple syrup, I will literally go on a hunt because my cravings hit. If I have a processed sugar food, I'm ready for something else. I need more of it. If I have something with pure maple syrup on it, um, I'm not doing that. My body doesn't have that chemical reaction. So your body does react differently to foods that are not whole. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I talked about this on a previous podcast that when you have sugar, it's like a drug addict. Your brain you know, releases, I think it's the dopamine, and then the body is wanting more of that. And it gets to the point that you're not, when you're eating it, you're not like getting high anymore or getting the fix. You're just staying at the plateau. It's like, you're just eating to maintain the level and not even getting the rush and the high. So uh, it's crazy what sugar does to the body for sure. It is, and it's, you know, inflammatory. It can be so, um, I also work with um, cancer survivors. And a big thing is, you know, having the processed sugar, you know, can increase those inflammation, inflammation, chronic inflammation can also be, um, go down the path of potential cancer. So a lot of things, um, 
that sugar now, can you have it? Sure. But again, when it becomes a normal thing and it's part of your daily diet, that's when it becomes an issue versus it being every once in a while. So having healthy hacks, I call them, you know, with whole foods that you can do um, and make things that are tasty um, without having the negative um, impact on your body, for sure. I, I've definitely had smoothies that were nothing but healthy ingredients and it tasted like a shake, like, a, you know, something that you would order at an ice cream shop and it wasn't, you know, it was just all like, natural ingredients. So I know that there are ways that, you know, people, if they're having the sugar craving, they can substitute other things to kind of counteract that and control that. For sure. There's also other coping mechanisms. You have a craving, there's different, you know, tools that you can do, like the one of drinking a glass of water, waiting five minutes, you know, um, potentially having a piece of fruit or a, um, you know, um, a drop of like peppermint oil under your tongue. It's going to change, you know, and release. A lot of it's mental, and in your body could also be telling you it's, it's um, deficient in a certain vitamin or nutrient. And you're so used to giving it sugar that that's what it's normally going to. Um, so I do recommend some of my clients if they are addicted to sugar and have it frequently in their, in their um, nutrition to do a elimination diet. It's a, it's a, um, it's a progressive um, a detox. So that way it's not all at once and you're weaning yourself off because again, it is a drug. You get a headache, like you get withdrawals. So just like with caffeine, those of us who drink caffeine, you know, can have that. I went off caffeine about 13 years ago because of the up and down. And so I have now energy from sun up to sun down without needing any type of stimulant. Um, so it's available to be done. But again, with the sugar, when you detox off of it, it's amazing how you feel, like I mentioned in the beginning, that you don't have um, that um, brain fog. You have that clarity, you, even you're by cookies and candy and cakes and you don't crave it or want it because it's just something. Um, if I start to want it, I just think it's a, a food that I don't care to eat. <laughs> and so um, I'm like, oh, it tastes like that. I don't want it. Um, and then let it go. But if I take a bite of it, it literally hits me in a seconds you know, it goes to the brain in seconds. It's amazing how fast it can hit you when you, when you're off of it. Yeah, I think, um, for sure. I've noticed a difference when my eating habits slip and they're not as good. I can definitely tell with, um, the focus and with, you know, the headaches and things like that. I do experience that too. For sure. Yeah. I'm actually going to have in my, um, group, I think it's going to be next week. I look at my calendar. We're going to do a, um, they don't know it yet, but we're going to be doing a sugar challenge. So to eliminate processed sugar for a week. So, and, and have different ways of coping with it. So we'll see how that goes. Good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what would you say to people out there who are like, you know what, I can't do a total like cutting of sugar out of my life, or I can't totally change my lifestyle. What are just some small ways that they can just start trying to incorporate healthier foods into their diet? Um, one is building consistency. So the 1% rule, can you be 1% healthier today than you were yesterday? Can you drink that one extra glass of water today? Can you have one more serving of vegetables today? Can you have one less soda today? Can you only have two pumps of mocha in your, you know, cafe mocha versus six? So 
small changes done consistently will lead to big changes over time. Like they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. And us moms, it took us nine months to gain the weight. Sometimes it will take us nine months to lose the weight. And if it took you a year to gain 30 pounds, it's going to take you some time to lose the 30 pounds. Um, but again, making those small changes are going to help. It's when you want to make a big change and do a complete elimination diet starting day one and then try to work out five days a week when you only work out once every two weeks that you set yourself up for failure. So the biggest piece of advice would be to start small, make a 1% change a day and pick one area that you want to start in, not five, just one area. So what is it your water intake? What's the biggest area that you struggle with? Start there. I love that. And I think that that's what makes it attainable for people and sustainable. And I say that all the time, even with spiritual work that they do, like you don't have to completely overhaul your life in one day. Do one little thing at a time, like start doing affirmations today and then maybe throw in a meditation the next day. And I think, guys, you could even use your journal and just write down, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, what are you going to do for Monday? Monday, I'm going to drink two more glasses of water. Tuesday, you know, I'm going to drink one less soda or one less cup of coffee or whatever and do it that way. And, or I'm going to do one 30 minute workout. You know, a lot of people think too, like you have to work out for hours and hours and hours. And that's not true either. Sometimes just doing a little bit every day can make a big difference too. So if people are interested in adding the fitness part, the working out part, are there any suggestions or tips you could give them for that? Well, one I would say is if you are brand new, you have not worked out in the last, you know, three or four months consistently, you want to start small. So maybe 10 minutes, start with just getting the foundational pieces down, getting your, your, your core strong, you know, learning how to do a proper squat, a lunge, a push, a pull. So just your basic movement patterns or functional movement patterns. So when you, we, we get up, we bend, we hinge, we rotate, we push, we pull. So we want to get those movements down and understand how our body feels. So body mechanics is really important. Um, stay away from high intensity work if you're brand new. Um, and you want to keep your heart rate at a probably between 50 to 65% of your max heart rate when you're first starting out. And you can figure out your max heart rate by, by taking your uh, 220 minus your age and then take 60% of that. And that would be, um, again, the 60% range you want to stay in from your max heart rate. Um, yes. So definitely start small 10 minutes, work your way up the next week, try to get up to 20 minutes and the week after try to get to 30 minutes. So unless you're going as a, you know, a pro athlete or a bodybuilder or a, a, a figure competitor, 30 to 45 minutes should do you good, um, on a workout. Unless again, you're training for something specific, um, or really trying to increase your, your cardiovascular endurance. Then again, you know, if you have time, you want to go for an hour or more, by all means, if, it, if you enjoy it, do it because you'll stick with it. Is there an optimal time? I've always wondered this for working out. Like, is it better to work out in the morning or the evening or does it really not make much of a difference? It depends on each person. So it depends on your body, your circadian rhythm. Are you a morning person? Are you more alert? Do you have more energy then? Typically at the end of the day, most people don't have a lot of energy. Um, and you also don't want to be eating late. Because again, you're going to be going to bed. So you usually typically want to make sure if you're doing um, a workout, as in when I say workout, I'm talking about more like weight training, 
um, or doing high intensity interval earlier in the day because a late O, you're going to keep your heart rate up, your metabolism's burning, so it could affect your sleep. So if you're doing more steady state work um, or lower, lower intensity work, you want to do that two hours, at least two hours prior to going to bed. So you have time to wind back down. But it all depends on the individual. And they can play around with that. If they do it at night, it, maybe it will help them with their sleep. If it doesn't, then they need to try maybe in the morning or afternoon. I would again like to stress that you don't have to get up and work out for an hour. You know, if you do this before work, just you can do 10 minutes or 15 minutes into your routine. And I know whenever I work out in the morning, I tend to have more energy throughout my day. Uh, but I work out both morning and evening. For me, it's when can I fit it in? That's usually my biggest thing. No, and that's it too. And I do find, um, I do challenge my moms to dedicate the first 15 minutes of their day to them. So, and it's something we practice in our self-care challenge that I did. And it was, you know, have something that, you know, feeds your mind, body, and spirit. So whether that's a stretching routine, whether that's foam rolling, whether that's going for a walk or sitting still, stretching, yoga, um, journaling, devotion time. So again, you're hitting all those areas. So you're, you're filling your, your cup completely. Like you mentioned, you can't help people if your cup's half empty or empty, because if we don't fill it, who's going to, and you know, so again, as, as a parent, as a mom, you know, it's important to pour from a full cup because if not, you know, what are we giving our kids? What are we giving ourselves if we're not taking that time to, to feel good um, and be the best versions of ourselves? I always say, if you want happy kids, be a happy mom, you know, show them a happy mom because that really is the best thing that you can do for your kids. But another thing I want to stress too is, you know, I've talked about this on my podcast before. My grandmother didn't move. She was very sedentary. And then as she's gotten older, she's like not walking at all now. And then I know other people her age who are always moving and up and around and they're still able to move and are just amazing. So if you don't get active and, you know, move around, that's, you know, I think that's so important because that is going to happen if you're not, I think the more you work out and things like that, I notice the more limber I am, the more balance I have. And I think that's so important because if you're older, and let's face it, we're talking 50 and up. When you start getting to that point, balance really can be thrown off for you and it can become a problem. So when you do things that are keeping you physically active, I think you have a better chance of not like falling and things like that as you get older and not, you know, ending up in a wheelchair basically is what I'm trying to say. Yes. No, it's highly, and, and a lot of it too is, you know, fitness isn't just, oh, I run or I lift weights. There are um, many more areas of fitness that need to be hit to, again, to be overall fit. You know, you have the cognitive work, you have the balance, you have the strength, you have endurance. So making sure that whatever you're doing is hitting all those parts so you can be balanced. I work with women that are from 33 up to 68 years old, and I have a few that are, um, one, she's 62 and she is like probably a 45 year old. She bikes 10, 20 miles. She skis, 
you know, we have worked really hard on keeping her strong and fit and doing that. She is thriving. I'm like, I want to be you when I grow up. Like she is phenomenal. So she is an example of putting the time in, of putting her health first. She's a single mom of twin 18 year old girls. So she had her kids later and she knows the importance of it. Therefore she, she hired me because she needs that accountability to show up and to do the work. So I think too is whoever's listening here today, if they are wanting to improve their health um, and become more fit is to one, ask themselves, can they do it on their own? Have they been able to do it on their own already? Do they have someone they can, um, that can hold them accountable? Or do they need to have a guide or a coach or a trainer so they will, so they'll show up and they will do the work and be consistent because um, we can say we're gonna do something, but we actually have to do it. We need the action. So first comes the intention, the mindset, then comes the action steps. And taking that first step, whether that's someone is gonna make the biggest difference in, in the world. I'm a coach and I have a coach. You know, I, I firmly believe that we all need a coach because there's someone else that has, you know, um, has been through where you want to go. And again, to keep learning and growing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important too. And some people can be held accountable, you know, with themselves, like they hold themselves accountable. But if you know that you're not that person, there's no shame in asking for help and asking for someone to work with you to keep you accountable because I would say that I hold myself accountable in a lot of areas and then in some I don't. So I think we all have those weaknesses where, you know, we wish we could be perfect and do everything we're supposed to do. But when push comes to shove, many of us put things on the back burner. So it's easy to do that. And I think that having someone, having a workout buddy or a coach is a great tool because it really does, you, you will feel guilty saying, I didn't do it. <laughs> you know, I didn't do my workout. If you have somebody you have to be accountable to, and it's not about beating yourself up. I certainly don't think that anyone should beat themselves up if they don't do something for the day. And I think you had something on one of your Facebook posts about not beating yourself up after the 4th of July. If you overindulge, don't beat yourself up. And I love that because I think that's true. We're going to fall. We're going to have missteps it's not beating yourself up. It's just waking up every day and starting fresh and knowing, okay, I can, I can make the changes today. I can do this today. And I love that you try to take the guilt out of that for people and just knowing they're human. Exactly. And I, I, you know, again, yeah, I'm in the health and fitness industry. That's what I do, but it doesn't mean I'm immune to any of it. You know, I'm speaking as much to myself as I'm speaking to my audience and, um, and again, it's deciding, you know, we're human, we're going to fall, we're going to get back up, but it's deciding that is that one choice I made going to dictate how the rest of my day goes. And sometimes it might, and that's okay. Again, we're human, have grace. Tomorrow's a new day. It's when we keep saying tomorrow, 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 that's when we realize, okay, maybe we do need some help because I keep saying tomorrow and I still haven't done it. It's been a month, you know? So, um, but again, we're, we're going to have those moments. We're going to have those days and that's okay. It's part of being human and it's realizing that and it's, you know, taking the data from it. Okay. Well, well, how am I feeling about it? What, what do I want to do about it? And what's the change I'm going to make? And as we practice that mindfulness and practice putting the habits 
in place and building that skill set of how to recover from our off days is what's going to build and allow us to reach and um, obtain our goals that we have in our health and fitness. I'm still on a journey, you know. I think um, if I ever feel that I've reached where I want to be, I've decided that I don't want to grow anymore. So I'll always want to improve where I'm at, but I'm happy of how far I've come. I've been on a journey for a long time. Um, and it's what it is. It's a journey. It's a journey till the day we're, we're done here on earth, um, in my opinion. And, um, but it's also taking that time to stop and look back, you know, what's the last year been like, what changes have you made? Are you closer to your goal? And if not great time to reflect and ask yourself, why not? Do you feel too, I feel like for certain people, there are triggers in their life that cause them to revert to the unhealthy behaviors. Like I know a lot of people emotionally eat. Yes. So, and again, we talk about because the sugar is like a drug and so their body, the brain is telling them they need more of it. They need more of it to get that feeling of relief or if you were a drug addict, it would be a high, but um, I feel like there are a lot of people who have to reset their brains yes. when it comes to fitness because it's the real issue isn't just okay you need to change your diet or you need to do a little exercise it's coping with triggers in life the emotional triggers because I feel like for me when I was a kid if I got sick everyone was like well I'm gonna bring you candy or I'm gonna bring you you know popsicles or anything to make you feel better so for me, it was like that signal to my brain was when you don't feel good, eat something that makes you feel better. And mm -hmm. so it was like an emotional eating. And I know there are a lot of people out there like that. Yeah. So it's pre-programming basically is what it is. Right. And again, people want to make you feel better and it's, it's not intentionally trying to sabotage your health. Right. We want you to feel better. And I, it is a lot of it's through our upbringing. It's through um, our programming that we've had as probably a child into adulthood. And that's where that mindfulness comes in. So like I mentioned with the hydration, right? If you're still craving something, try to have a glass of water, wait five minutes and really see, cause that could be a trigger, right? So we all have them. We may not realize that's what it is, but we all have them. If we have a craving, something's been triggered either mentally, chemically, um, or our body's deficient somewhere in its craving. So a lot of the times if we're, eating a meal, craving a carbohydrate, it could be our body saying, we've already had carbohydrates, your body's saying it's still hungry, but it's deficient. So maybe it needs a protein or a fat. You know, if you've had plenty of fat for the day, but you're wanting to go over, have ice cream, right? Well, maybe your body's saying, well, you haven't had enough protein to get you full. Or maybe you need some more energy and you need, you know, a sweet potato or, you know, or some cauliflower, whatever, you know, so it's, it's just being mindful of what you've eaten in your day as well. And your body's basically trying to talk to you and tell you that it's needing something else. So it's usually not the same uh, macronutrient. So if you keep eating carbs and you keep craving carbs, your body's like, hey, wake up. I don't, I don't need any more of this. I need some of this stuff instead. What's the quickest way for someone to get some protein, like the easiest and best way for them to get like a, a little bit of protein if they've been eating carbs all day? So depending on their, if they're, you know, meat eaters, you know, there is, um, you know, pre-done up, like in the frozen section or even the fresh, fresh section of your uh, grocery store that you can get, you know, chicken breasts that are done up and cooked, you know, that are minimally processed. 
so easy to be able to pull that thing out, dice it up, throw it on top of a salad, make a, a wrap, you know, throw some veggies in there. Um, uh, my new favorite right now is taking a non-fat plain Greek yogurt, putting a, about a tablespoon of raw almond butter and a sprinkle of um, organic uh, dark chocolate granola. Oh, it's so good. So you get, get all, you get your proteins, your fat and your carbs. Um, and it's about 300 calories. So, and it, and it fully satisfies. So, and you're getting about 20 grams of protein, which is a complete protein. Guys, I will get the recipe from her and put that in the, the notes to the podcast because I just sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to go make that after this. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. So, but again, right, granola is processed unless you make it yourself. So watching the ingredients in this granola, I get it. I think it's like six ingredients and it's all whole foods. Um, but again, it gets you that, the crunch that I crave, sometimes that salty sweet, that raw almond butter, um, which I love from Trader Joe's if you guys have it in your area. And then again, just that Greek yogurt. So the single serve containers, because then again, you don't overeat, you know exactly how much you're having. Um, and sometimes I don't even finish it. So um, that is an easy way to get that um, done. Also making a um, whole food smoothie. So you can um, add the Greek yogurt into the smoothie as well. Um, I also use collagen peptides. So you get about 18 grams of protein per serving with those. And it's a simple way to get your protein in if you're on the go, along with your fruits and veggies. I do that too. I put the, the peptides, the collagen peptides in my smoothies too. So, and it, the ones I get are not flavored, so you can't taste that it's in there or anything. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, I get the unflavored. Yep. And then I usually make my shakes or my smoothies and they taste like chocolate peanut butter milkshakes without the stuff that <laughs> can bother your stomach, you know? So um, it's finding those hacks, but again, it's a journey, right? You find different things that you can um, eat that um, give you that, satisfy the craving if you're having a craving that makes you feel good, right? You don't feel like, um, you know, if you have the mentality of like, I'm going to work out so I can have this treat, you start training your body to your, like, it has to be a reward to have certain foods versus just, if you wouldn't want to have it, then you have it because you enjoy eating it. So that's a whole nother topic. How many of us do that too. And I, that's, I think another way we have to retrain our brains because we beat ourselves up if we ate one thing that was bad, that we consider bad for us. And like you said, I think the brain says you're bad. <laughs> if you ate this like thing that was bad, now you're bad. And that's not true, you know? And I, we have to get away from this good, bad, whatever. We just have to look at it like, okay, this is healthy. This is good for me. This is what I want to eat instead of um, I'm a good person if I eat this, you know, because you take on so many labels. Yep. And it's just being mindful again. Is this, so I had um, one coach a long time ago, she was saying, you know, this is healthy. Every type of whether you can pronunciate it or not uh, is um, either a fat, a protein or a carb. And so I like to tell my clients, especially if they have um, a negative outlook on food, is, you know, are you eating to fuel your body or are you eating to repair your body? So we're either fueling or repairing. So we're fueling to, to do something or we're repairing it from something we've already done. So your body's always in that place. So if you think about, you know, your body being like a car, are you fueling it or you have to repair it because it needs an oil change, right? So you're getting the nutrients in that you, you need because of the work you've done. Um, and that kind of helps, again, retrain the brain versus healthy, not healthy or bad, good. Um, 
because everything's food. I mean, everything has calories, everything has nutrients, but it might be uh, less nutritious. You know, we won't get as many benefits as we would if we ate something that was, you know, from mother nature. I would really urge you if you're out there listening and you have chronic stomach issues, there's probably a correlation with what you're eating because I will tell you when we went to Europe, my brother has had stomach issues his whole life, but he always likes to eat like fried things and, you know, things that are just not that good. And he never gains weight because, you know, whatever, it's not fair. But anyway, <laughs> he like can eat whatever, but he has always had stomach issues. And then we went to Europe and he did not have a single stomach issue when we were there. And I really think it's because they have much stricter food laws in the chemicals and things that they're, things were not, they didn't have preservatives in them the way that our food does here. And that's why I think that if people here started changing the way they ate and their diets, they would probably see a change in their stomach and like acid reflux and the issues they have with that. IBS, um, gluten intolerances. So there is an astronomical amount of chemicals that the United States allows in our food source that is banned by Europe. So for instance, I went on a mission trip to Haiti and like I mentioned before, like I have been off caffeine. I drink coffee, but I drink decaf because I love the flavor. Um, so of course there's a small amount of, of caffeine in there, but nothing near what you would have a full cup. And well, they don't have decaf over there. It's, and I was in someone else's home. And so I drank what they had. Um, I had no effect. And typically here, if I have it, I literally feel like I'm tweaking. Like I'm like, what, what squirrel, squirrel. And it affects me so negatively. And I literally have the jitters. I can't focus. And I'm like, is this what it's like if I was a drug addict? This is horrible. I couldn't know. So, um, but in Europe, not a problem. So they don't do things to their food as we do here. So people who are lactose intolerant in the States can usually have something over in Europe and there's not a problem. So that's the other issue with here in the States. We all want to make healthier choices. And sometimes, you know, the healthiest choice we want to make, we don't have that option, right? If we could all grow our own fruits and vegetables and raise our own, you know, cows and pigs and chickens, you know, some of us can, but you know, some of us can't. And it's, being okay knowing that you're doing the best that you can with what you have. And if we over-focus on, oh my gosh, this has chemicals in it, we're going to die. Well, guess what? You're not going to live a very happy, fulfilling life. So it's just being mindful of what's out there, making the best choice you can with what you have, and knowing you're doing the best that you can. And it's when we're not aware that the issues come up. So when you're aware, you have, again, more knowledge, more power to make an informed decision that and I think another big problem for us in this country is that fruits and veggies are expensive and the processed stuff is not so I think that's another big part of our problem but I have to say we have this really awesome farmers market uh, it's about 20 minutes from my house and that's a great option for me when yes. we go there because uh, it's very reasonable because it's the farmers who grow their own and you know they haven't been putting all of these chemicals and things on the the produce itself. So that's a great option too, if you have a farmer's market in your area to go and buy those fresh fruits and veggies because they taste better than the store-bought and you know they aren't gonna be sprayed down with the pesticides and things like that like they usually are in the, the grocery store and you're also helping small businesses, so. 
I would encourage anyone who's like, oh, I'm not gonna buy from a farmer's market. I encourage you to go buy a strawberry from a farmer's market and go buy a strawberry from the grocery store and try it and see if you can uh, notice the difference because- Tomato too. Tomato is like- <laughs> um, I went last week and got some um, perfect little sweet bell pepper, right? All the same size and shape. And you go to the farmer's market, I'm like, what is this? This is like weird oblong shapes. And I'm like, they're gigantic. I'm used to these tiny little things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it is night and day. Um, so I do try to definitely visit my farmer's market every week to get what I need. Um, because again, having something that I'm helping others, I know where it's coming from. It hasn't been stored for a week and then sprayed down, you know, with chemicals to, to make it ripen. Um, so you'll definitely get more, more uh, benefits nutrition wise if you're having those fresh fruits and vegetables for sure. But again, sometimes, so, you know, if you have to do, maybe it's frozen or if you're able to get organic at the store, um, it's definitely um, more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, feasible now is not as expensive depending on where you shop. But again, if the more whole foods you're eating, then the less you're buying of the processed stuff. And I know the processed package stuff is cheaper, two for five. Oh my gosh, let's get that. Um, but how much more of it are you eating? Because it's usually stimulating hunger response. So you're eating more of it versus when you have the whole foods, you know, um, like think about it. if you could eat a whole bag of chips, like a 20 ounce bag of, you know, um, uh, chips, you know, that amount of calories is equivalent, equivalent to eating eight pounds of strawberries. Could you eat eight pounds of strawberries in one sitting? There is no way, right? So, um, but then you finish that bag of chips and now you're gonna have to go buy more. You're gonna, you know, so you'll probably go through four or five or six bag of chips in a week if you ate that many versus your eight pound of strawberries. So, you know, it just depends on, on where you're at and what you're trying to do, but it, it, it can be feasible to eat healthier if you're buying those types of foods versus the processed packaged stuff. Yeah, I saw that um, you did this Facebook Live in your group. Um, well, it was a video that you had posted for single moms about making meals that were easy. And I love that because you told them, you know, you can grab frozen green beans and then the chicken that you talked about that a lot of stores have. Like, so just getting vegetables and the chicken and putting that together to make like a little skillet dish, you know, for your kids. Cause you can go and buy like bird's eye. I think they have those skillet meals, but it's got all that processed stuff in it. Correct. And you can make your own. And it's really, it's the hardest part about it really is just going and grabbing a few more ingredients <laughs> than just grabbing one bag. But that's like a, an easy thing that people can do if they're, you know, looking for quick meals you talk about things like that. And I love that because I think that's the biggest part of the problem is people just don't have time or that well, these stuff's our excuse. The time factor for sure. And in the group, there's definitely other videos and resources in there. And the main thing is, you know, finding what's the most challenging for you with your meal prep. Is it having things for lunches? Is it having for dinners? And depending on what meal it is, then it breaks it down further. Is it getting your protein ready or is it your fruits and veggies or, or side dish? Um, and whatever that is, prep that, you know, a few days worth. So um, <clears throat> I'll roast my veggies or um, bake them so they're ready. And I just warm them up either in the oven or the microwave after I make my, my protein. So it's ready because usually we don't make that healthier meal because it takes too long. Yeah. And the kids are hungry or we're tired. We're like, forget it. But 
and you go through the drive-through and that's okay going through the drive-through is fine there's also tips of what you should avoid in a drive-through when you're going and what to look for you know you can still eat out you can still eat through fast food menus and still lose weight and be able to get nutrients that you need if you are knowing what to look for so i don't want anybody to feel bad if they're going to drive-throughs right everybody has different lifestyles but if you are on you know a journey of wanting to be healthier eating healthier getting more fit losing weight um there are key things you want to watch out for if you are eating out um, I also wanted to just mention because I have an instant pot and one of the things when I do meal prep sometimes is I, it's super easy for me to just get some chicken breasts and throw them in that instant pot, like season them with a little salt and pepper and then throw them in the instant pot and it doesn't take very long for them to cook at all. And then I can dice them up for my lunches and make, you know, I'll put that in a container to, you know, for the week, and then I make a salad and I add the chicken to it, or even hard-boiled eggs is another easy thing for the Instant Pot, because I think it takes like six minutes maybe in the Instant Pot to boil. So you could do like five eggs at a time or whatever, you know, six eggs, so that you have them for every day of the week or whatever you needed to do. So there are a lot of quick hacks, if you want to call them that, for meal prepping. So I think that's a great thing. For sure, for sure. Yep, no, it's having the foods on hand that are easy to grab um, and just watching how much processed stuff is, is that you're actually having. Um, and that's just gonna help. I mean, having it on hand. So when you have those moments of I'm starving, I wanna eat everything in my kitchen. Oh wait, I have this. Let me get that in my mouth first um, to again, get that. Cause usually if we're starving, our blood sugar has dropped and we need something to get that blood sugar regulated. And we usually want to go for sugar because our body, our insulin levels, that's what we need to bring it back up. But, um, so that's a great hack. The eggs for sure. I tend to have those, you know, make an egg salad, um, having that available, um, anything, anything with eggs. Some people, again, if they're vegetarian, you know what I mean? Just be mindful. Um, a lot of people have, you know, the beans, lentils, um, which is, is totally fine. It's just being mindful of how many you're eating and just being aware of your, you're eating a full rainbow of, of foods if you're not having that lean protein. This has been so much fun. I love talking about health and fitness because it is something that I definitely have tried to make a part of my life. Uh, and I will say that it helps. It really helps to put yourself first because it makes you feel better about yourself. You know, it, it helps with that self-esteem, um, but it also, I think it helps to keep you more focused, you know, and I love that. So I want to thank you so much for being here with us and sharing all of your wealth of information about health and fitness. Um, I can't believe how quickly this conversation has gone by. It's amazing. But if anyone wanted to work with you or wanted to follow you, because you know you have a Facebook group, how can they do that? Um, so I do have a private Facebook group for um, single moms and moms that are to join. I also have a business page. Um, so they're more than welcome to join. I know I can give those to you. You can put them in the show notes. Um, and then also I have a website. It's um, essentials2life.com. And they can also do an inquiry there. 
So Instagram, I'm also um, on Instagram. They can follow me and can send a message if they would like to chat further. And I do offer discovery calls um, if they have questions about their health and fitness and, and kind of what's the best avenue for them to take so they can kind of discover that. And I definitely would encourage you to join her Facebook group because she always goes live and has videos and post challenges and different things. I know you posted a challenge the other day and I forgot to post my time. I did do the challenge, but I forgot to post my time. <laughs> 50, yeah, that was, I have um, one of my clients that is actually her and a friend um, who's also a client that I train. They're doing it, um, trying to do it two to three days a week um, to keep themselves going and to work on their um, strength level. So. It's awesome to see how one thing can have a domino effect for others to continue to do and give them that motivation to keep improving their health. And I just want to say to those of you who are out there listening, you don't have to have an expensive gym membership to get into shape because I work out at home and the challenge that you kind of cut out a little bit, but the challenge that she had done on her Facebook page was that, did you call it 50? It's a 50, 50. 50-50, okay. And so it was a challenge to do 50 squats. Um, and so, yeah, and those are all things you can do without being in a gym. And so I just wanna say, because I know a lot of people will say, well, I don't have the money. You don't have to have a gym membership. Work out at home, you know? I mean, if you wanna invest in a, a yoga mat, they're not expensive. And then you can do all of that workout in your living room you know, in your bedroom, wherever you have room to roll out a yoga mat and the space to do a squat or a push-up or a sit-up, you can do all of those things from home. So I just want to encourage everyone who's thinking about, yes, I'd like to do this. You go for a walk, go, you know, go swimming, do whatever you love to do. That's going to get you out there and just moving, do it because you're going to feel so much better when you do. Yes, hundred percent. Well, I want to thank you so much, Carrie, for being here with us. This was a really fun conversation. I learned a lot. I hope you guys did too. And I am going to have all of Carrie's information in the notes for this podcast today. So if you want to work with her, if you want to just get a discovery call with her to um, figure out if you want to work with her, or if you want to join her Facebook group, all of that will be available to you. And um, if you are a follower of my Facebook page. I am going to have Carrie next week live in my Facebook group. We're going to do a live together. So be sure to look for the announcement for what day that will be. And if you like this podcast episode today, you'll want to definitely join us for the Facebook live. So thank you again, Carrie, for being here today. Do you have any last minute tips or anything you would like to just say to our audience today? Well, I want to say thank you, um, one, for having me, and thank you for all the listeners for being here with Melissa and I, and I just encourage each and every one of you to do something today. 1%, remember, just 1% better than you were yesterday, so if that's going for a 10-minute walk, get out and go do it. Find something that you enjoy doing and just do it, and do it again tomorrow. Do it again the next day, and before you know it, you've built a habit, and you're feeling so much better in your outlook is going to be improved, 100%. That was an awesome tip. I love that. 
And remember guys, it's not about changing the world in one day. It's about little things that eventually change the world for you. So keep being encouraged. Mindset is everything. So having a positive outlook, positive mindset, that's going to get you to your goal. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for being here with me today. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave me a review from wherever you're listening, especially some stars on iTunes. That always helps me. And feel free to share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live on Facebook Mondays at 630 Central where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I'll pull a special card for you. Also, I post videos to Instagram, so check that out as well. If you'd like to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoakman.com. There I will, I have a description of all of the services I offer and you can book directly from my website. Thank you so much for being here with me. I am sending you guys so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening and I will talk to you again soon. Bye guys.